Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of Rapid Recap here at Inside Nebraska. With me as always, it's Greg Smith. I'm Zach Carpenter at Inside Nebraska. And uh, Greg, I, I honestly decided we were talking about what we we're gonna talk about yeah. on here uh, just before coming on camera. And I'm just like, as we're breaking it down before hopping on, it's like, I don't even know where to begin. Like, you know what, let's just start with that. Let's go unscripted. So what's the first thing that pops out from uh, 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 today's loss. Gut punch. It was a gut punch. Anytime you have, and I feel like this has happened um, a handful of times here in recent memory where you've got these walk-off field goals in Memorial Stadium. I feel like I've been standing in that end zone now several times and seeing those walk-offs. It's a gut punch every single time, no matter who the opponent is. This time, especially as we talked so much kind of coming into really this month about playing meaningful football in November, and Nebraska has not answered the bell either time um, in those games, kind of with today kind of being the culmination of that as well. Obviously, the, the big talking point of today, and I think the, the thing that everyone on our message board is talking about, the thing that so many people on social media are talking about, is the five turnovers, and it is five, five all by the quarterback. All by the quarterback yeah. from three different quarterbacks, and something that I don't know. I've, have you ever seen that? I mean, I don't think so. I unless the Chiefs, when they went two and fourteen, the one year they did that when they had their run of quarterbacks. I don't know. I don't. I don't think I've ever seen that. I, though. I, I don't. I've never seen it here in Nebraska. Like, and maybe it's something I've just burned out of my memory. Um, but which is very possible. Hopefully, in a couple of years, we won't be thinking about this game anymore. Um, but we are going to talk about it today. It was rough. Like, there yeah. is no way, no other real way to describe it. And it's and something that I was thinking about kind of before too is that in a lot of ways it was the same things that we've seen from each of these quarterbacks. Right? You saw um, Heinrich Harburg have trouble with that crossing route to Thomas Fedoni yeah. that continues to plague him. It continues to be there if the throw is made accurately, but he can't make it. Um, we saw Jeff Sims <laughs> inexplicably, and I, I think to me this is the most frustrating turnover they, if we were to rank the them. Fumble, uh, the, the fumble yeah. on the, the, the design run where he just it turned into a broken play and then he dropped the ball like that. When it, well, it turned into a broken play because if he would have followed where the where the play was designed to go yeah. at worst it would have been a uh, no yard loss maybe like a one yard yeah. loss instead it's instead of one. he didn't follow the block and then he went out to the right and got uh, uh stood up and fumbled the ball inside the i believe the 20 yard line 25 yard line and set up uh set up maryland to, uh, to tie the game 10 yeah. 10 like they nebraska's quarterbacks put the defense in bad situations again and it ruined another st strong standout defensive effort from the Blackshirts today because they finally did what we've been talking about. This is the final piece. This is the final piece. Yeah. Takeaways, and they had a season high three of them today, and two of them led to ten points for Nebraska. And it just, it's just, it's a really frustrating day when uh, you see how it all plays out. You get three takeaways at home against a team that's kind of reeling. You got to win that game. Like if you were to, it's really hard to explain how you lose a game in which you have three takeaways at home against an, and against 13 an opponent. Points. Yeah, and I'll have 13 points against what was talked about as a high-powered offense, and it is. They have good skill talent at Maryland. But the way that you lose that is what we started out talking about, which is those five turnovers all by the quarterbacks. Like it's it's really tough. It's another thing that that kind of come to mind in the whole the offensive thing. And I know that so much of the 
and rightfully so, criticism of this game is going to go to the offense. Some of this is in play calling as well. Like I said on our Insiders board, I have been, and I've said it's been on this video, I've been a Satterfield apologist, right? I have, I have been the one to stand here and say that I think that he's doing a better job than people realize. His hands are tied. Um, some of the sequencing was good. I agree with all of that, too. Today was tough, man. There was some tough, there were some tough looks today, even though Emmett Johnson had kind of a, a game high for Nebraska. I think it was 17 carries for 82 or 85 yards, um, and he had a nice game. Game, he still didn't get the ball enough in this game. It felt like he was getting lathered up in that second half, and then there was a sequence um, with, when Jeff Sims was in there that was, it like was like three straight Sims Yeah, it was, and, then it, and that's not. There were some passes in there too. It was like seven straight Sims type plays um, that ended up happening, and you just can't like it's it's, it's unexplainable. Then the big talking point, kind of in the Matt Rule press conference, I think it started there, was about that final drive, right? And once they yep. get down to first and goal, and kind of the sequence of play calling there, even though it, it sounds like that was that first down play was not supposed to be um, like an RPO or anything like that, and Chubba was supposed to hand that ball off. But tough look for Marcus Satterfield because one of the things, too, that this was the one thing that we did talk about before this video is that if all of the quarterbacks are turning the ball over in this manner and all of them have, have had some really bad football stretches this year, at some point that comes back on the OC. Like I think that it now begins really fair game to have these talks with Matt Rule, especially about what's going on at offensive coordinator, even though it just feels so early to be talking about that. But you just can't ignore those issues. Yeah, I mean, th we talk about the receiver core being banged up and not doing enough. I mean. Harburg had the first interception where the, like you said, the, the pass was there, the Fedoni mm -hmm. pass was there, and uh, it, it ruins a fourth and five fake punt run yeah, that was, was called, nice which is a nice play, and then you, uh, you turn it over right away. Well, then two of the next three or four passes that Harburg had, one was a back shoulder fade thrown perfectly on third down to Alex Bullock. That it, it would have been, it was a, it was a drop, but it would have been a brilliant catch, but like he yeah. still, I still think you, you need to come down with that one. And then Malachi Coleman, uh, yeah, Harbor hit him on a know. deep crosser, um, it hit him in the hands, and like that would have been a 15 to 20 yard gain. So yep. he's not getting that. Harburger was not getting that much that help, and this offense isn't exactly helping Satterfield either. But That's Satterfield's true. not helping them. The the play at the end. So I was down in the media room. I had to get down uh, sooner than um, than you guys. So I was down in the media room watching on my uh, watching on Peacock on a laptop. <laughs> and the Peacock. It was third and goal from the five, and Purdy throws an interception that winds up leading to the game winning field goal. His time expires, and I'm like, I just, I shouted on accident. Thankfully, no one was down there. But I was like, What are you doing with that play call? Like, why why call that? Because because of the way I, I, you'll probably agree with this, the way that Nebraska's won games and just sort of scratch and claw tooth and nail like to grind out games. You have a third and goal at the six yard line, ten to ten. Your defense is playing lights out, yeah. except for three explosive plays in the first half. Your defense is playing light out, lights out. Three and a half minutes left. You grind away, maybe go up thirteen ten with like three minutes or less left yeah. roundabout, and then instead you don't do that, and it's just a a really poorly thrown ball or at least a miscommunication uh, leading to that interception. Yeah, I don't and, know. It just And, you know, Matt Rule said, too, he talked about that and said that's what it, that what should normally happen in that situation. Either it's a touchdown because you get the crosser or it's just an incompletion because it sails out of the corner of the end zone, which is normal football play type stuff. 
And I think that, that Nebraska's coaching staff on offense has to throw that out the window, to be totally honest. The things with, like, you know, we talk about even going back to what we were saying about Emmett Johnson not getting enough consecutive carries, and then you run the play action, but then Malachi Coleman drops the ball, or there's miscommunication or whatever. Those are normal football things on offense that you would normally see from an offense that executes at a normal rate, right? Mm -hmm. Nebraska is not that. They have to stop doing that. And I think that that's what actually is kind of dawned on me. That's what's getting them in trouble, is in a normal situation, you can throw that crossing pattern, and it's either out of bounds or it's a touchdown and you just won the game and now everybody's going nuts. Nebraska football, for where they are right now, they needed to just kick that field goal and let their defense play. And that's where we kind of are. But again, that's on Marcus Satterfield to make that adjustment and understand what he has in his team. We've talked so much about the good job that this staff as a whole has done and kind of adjusting to their personnel, playing to their strengths, just knowing that we got to grit and grind and that's kind of figure it out. And then to have that happen because you go, but you fall back into what would again be the normal play. This isn't a normal offense. That's what gets them in trouble. I think that that's an adjustment that they're going to have to make. It sounds so weird to say, but it is, it's an adjustment that they're going to have to fully make for at least for the remainder of this season. All of that is exactly what I was thinking about because, it, yeah, you, you, we know what the offensive identity needs to be to win games this season. We know what the, the plan is as far as how the game flow is going to go. And I mean, you have to win games uglier than sin, and Nebraska looked like it was on its way to doing that until that last play. And now after winning three games in a row, they lose two games in a row and all five of them were the, like the exact, the exact same, same game. game. <laughs> the yeah. exact same game. They're all the same game, but more mistakes from Nebraska. And this one, obviously more explosive plays given up in last week's game. And like, those are the kind of the two things, but otherwise you're right. It is just based, they're basically the same games over yeah. and over again. Spoiler alert, I think we're going to see the exact same thing in Madison next week. They're down 24-3 uh, to Northwestern right now. As yeah, we're that's, that's wild. So we'll, we'll see kind of where that goes. Um, but it's going to be, but psychologically, as, as I'm thinking about um, next week in Madison, and it's going to be tough to go up there in Nebraska. Is, is it on several game losing streak against Wisconsin, right? Is it nine? Or several year. Yeah, I think it's nine. And so Another walk-off, well, technically walk-off win last year, yeah. Wisconsin coming in here. You get to shake this one off and then go kind of again exercise those demons up there in Madison that's gonna be hard like that that's a tall task if they can if they can do that that's I keep cutting you off I'm sorry I'm getting antsy that's because but that's gonna be an interesting one because and that's one where I'm we'll be paying a close attention to how the team kind of talks this week and how kind of the vibe and the tone is around the team because they've they've got to flush this one and move past it but like we started off saying it's a gut punch for sure yeah and making matters more difficult is you get a Saturday night primetime game in Madison in Camp Randall Stadium. Great. So it's not like, I mean, yeah, that's an awesome recruiting deal and awesome spotlight game, but it's not going to help your chances of winning and pulling out a win over with Wisconsin that is not that great either. No. But all of these teams in the Big Ten West are like the exact same type of bad and exact same type of average. And they play the exact same game. It doesn't matter. It's like any given Sunday. It's, it literally reminds you of like the AFC, AFC East or the AFC, and the, 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 the NFC South that year. That's yeah, uh, all of them. the year that they, New they Orleans hosted turns, a playoff yeah. game, going seven and nine. Where it's yes. like you just—it's just war of attrition. Where 
Like that's but win. that's why the turnover thing is such an important deal, yeah. right? If you just don't turn the ball over, which again, I, I know we talk about this. I, I think that at this point, we probably have to just stop saying that. Oh, if they just didn't turn the ball over, they'd be fine because they're going to turn it over. How about we keep it to three or less, and you also turn them over a couple of times, um, and you start to get better at converting in the red zone, which is something I think you can control, um, or even in the green zone once you get past that thirty. Um, it's going to be another war next week. It's going to be ugly. Like it, it's it's going to be a huge opportunity for Nebraska because to to get bowl eligible this year they're gonna have to do one of two things that would both would make people really happy not just setting aside the bull part of it either in that skid against Wisconsin or you beat the hated Iowa Hawkeyes at home on Black Friday either one of those people would take they probably prefer both but it's gonna be it's gonna be tough sledding and these games are gonna look the exact same way that they have been for the last few weeks I can already predict right now as you're saying this I'm already getting pissed off about the the discourse this week and you're going to see so would you rather beat Wisconsin oh. <laughs> and lose to Iowa or lose to Wisconsin and beat Iowa I just rather take say a the same win. Thing. I don't know just take a win yeah it's like <laughs> it's what yeah, I'm that's going what I was going to say, say. Like, how, exactly about, how about just say. how about you just take one just take one take one try to get one in theory the next one I would just yeah. like, the, like the just next the next one like know. whatever the next get one is try to get it off yeah. the yeah try to get it off the plate but um at the bull predictions video going into Michigan State, we started talking about a potential Big Ten West title. Started, I started talking about how we might have to start planning for a trip to Indy in case, <laughs> uh, and a bull trip for uh, like budgeting out and just planning everything. It's like, well, maybe not, maybe a bowl game. Still, we're still planning yeah, that still. out. But Indy, the Indy trip, uh, we can we can flush the headlines we were planning to use if uh, yeah. they would have beat Michigan State and then um, and then today Maryland. But I mean. Yeah, that's three frustrating games. I mean, we talk about the one-score losses, and Nebraska was two and fourteen coming into this season. One-score losses since 2021, and 13 to 10 at Minnesota to open the season, with, featuring a Jeff Sims interception in the end zone at the end of the half. Uh, Jeff Sims interception or an interception at the end of the game that led to the game-winning field goal as time expired. So two, all too familiar games, and then last week, Michigan State three-point loss. So just. Out of those three, which one do you think frustrates Husker fans more? The, the most recent one? Probably the most recent one just because it's the most recent. At home. But that, yeah. And it was at home. But, man, when we look back on the season, that Minnesota game is a really tough one. They played so well that night. I thought outside of that, especially on defense, um, that's a tough one. It's going to either, if you look back at it, either Minnesota or today. Mm -hmm. Today is going to, I think, for the fan base, is going to be really hard to swallow because of the five turnovers. I almost think the Michigan State one's easier to swallow because the officiating had such a big deal. Yeah. Such and a big they were just flat. So at they least you could be flat. mad at something yeah. other than your own team that had a legitimate impact on things. But you're right, that Minnesota getting getting off to that start, they win that game 10-3. to Yep. I feel like we're talking about an entirely different season. We might be talking about an entirely different quarterback situation, right. um, if we're being if we're being completely honest. But any last thoughts to add? We kind of we did we purposely went unscripted here yeah. and we bounced around. You were saying some really good stuff, and I'm just like, yeah, yeah, like <laughs> good stuff, man. Because yeah. I did, I just there's so many things to unpack from this game, and it's there's so many frustrating things where it's like, where do you start? And 
Yeah, my final thing, I guess, is just I'm real curious to, on how the team responds and reacts this week. I really want to be big into kind of how they respond at their practices early in the week, what that Bloody Tuesday practice yeah. ends up looking like. Marcus Satterfield and what he's like when we speak with him later in the week. I think it's going to be a really interesting week to see what kind of resilience this team has and how they bounce back for what's going to be a tough game no matter, you know, what ends up happening Northwest against Northwestern today. Wisconsin very well could lose that game. They're on their way to getting blown out as we record this. By the time you guys watch it, it could have turned completely. Uh, but I'm really interested to see how the team bounces back. Yeah, and we'll have full coverage of that at InsideNebraska.com. Encourage you guys to go check that out. Uh, hop on the message board, insiders board, to sound off on some things about the frustrations with today's game, uh, Wisconsin next week, how big that one is for Nebraska to try to get bowl eligible. And I uh, encourage you guys to like this video, subscribe to the Inside Nebraska YouTube channel so you can get these videos and the press conference footage uh, post game. And this coming week during really interesting, really, really, really interesting week for Nebraska football, get those dropped directly into your feed uh, if you would like. So, Greg Smith. I'm Zach Carpenter. We'll catch you guys again next time.